0: I'm afraid they're actually going to kill Burry. <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A, and happy Life Day. Happy Life
1: Day. November 17th is the official Life Day, but we're we're going to treat it as a whole Life Day season.
0: Sure, why not? For our first question, Elo Asti wants to know our thoughts on Taika Waititi's comments on his Star Wars movie.
1: Yeah, so a couple articles came out this past week where he had some things to say. He said... At the moment, I'm still developing something with them. Like me, they have a lot of projects going on. I think they're going to push it until I finish these other projects. Uh, I've got about four other scripts that I'm trying to finish. My thing is I want to take my time with that and get it right. I don't want to rush this movie. So in that one, with Entertainment Tonight, he was a little more serious. And then when he was talking with Variety, they asked him about it. And he says, it will be, dramatic pause, a Taika Waititi film. It's going to piss people off, (laughs) which, of course... (laughs) caused a lot of discussion uh, a couple days ago. So I guess I I am happy to hear that it's still being developed, kind of like last week we were talking about the Feige movie, and I was like, I'm not really all that surprised to hear that it was shelved. I, I kind of feel the same way about the Taika movie, where I'm like, he's got a bunch of other scripts, four scripts that he's trying to finish before this one. So if it happens, it sounds like it's a long ways away.
0: Yeah, I hope it does still happen. Like, I like Taika Waititi. I've like liked most of his films. I generally like his humor. So I feel like he could bring something really unique to Star Wars. So I'm still looking forward to it. I think in this context, his quote from Variety was just a joke about himself and his movies. And especially, like, after he did Thor, Love and Thunder, a bunch of people hated it. And he was like, well, sorry.
1: I I agree. I think he's just joking. Uh, Also, the state of Star Wars as a fandom. It's like, it seems like people are pissed off all the time anyway. (laughs) Uh, I actually do like him saying it will be a Taika Waititi film because I I don't want Star Wars to fall into that same thing that Marvel did where everything feels kind of samey. I will say I think they've pulled away from that a little bit with movies like Thor Ragnarok or uh, Doctor Strange at Multiverse of Madness, I was like, oh, this actually does feel like a Sam Raimi movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it seems like maybe they're changing that. Um, but yeah, if is going to do a movie, I do want it to be his movie. I, I And I think that would work if it's a standalone. Like, if it were part of... Uh, the sequel trilogy or a new trilogy and he Mm -hmm. came in and did like a Taika Waititi movie in the middle and it felt tonally different from everything else that would be weird. Yeah. But if he just does a standalone Taika Waititi Star Wars comedy like I think it's good to be a little experimental in that way. Mm -hmm. See what Star Wars can do. Let it stretch its legs.
0: Yeah. I, I never understood why some people are so turned off by the idea of a Star Wars comedy. There's always been comedy in Star Wars, but I guess people think it'll be too silly.
1: And maybe it will be. I'm like I'm like you. I really love what we do in the shadows, uh, hunt for the wilder people. Um, th- there's a lot of his movies that I really love. I didn't like Love and Thunder all that much. I thought it was fine. Uh, and I haven't seen his latest, but it's not getting like the best reviews. Hilo and pippin just completely derailed my train (laughs) of thought but yeah basically i would not mind if star wars just experimented a little more with the kinds of genres that they can be and if yeah we get a sillier film it it might not land i might hate it but i won't mind them for trying Mm -hmm. but regardless i'm still like who even knows if this is going to happen and if it does it's a long ways off
0: (laughs) Well, and at least he's saying, you know, I want to take my time with this. And he's being honest and saying, look, I've got four other scripts that I'm working on. It's it's still something that I want to do, but it's not a priority right now. Yeah. So hopefully at one point it will be a priority for him. Framed Citizen asks, which phase of the High Republic do we think had the strongest start?
1: Well, I know you haven't finished the Eye of Darkness yet, but... I think that uh, Light of the Jedi is still probably my favorite start to a phase, but I think part of it is because I had no idea what we were in for. It was just a complete unknown, and that book really landed for me. It's one of my favorite Star Wars books of all time. Um, Phase two was very different with the jump backwards in time. Now we're at phase three. And I would say that it's my second favorite start to a High Republic phase. I, I really, really loved the Eye of Darkness. Um, but now I know a little bit of what like to expect. Mm. So it, it didn't surprise me as much. It was just like a continuation of a story that I already love.
0: Yeah, it feels like a nice warm bowl of soup or a nice warm hug. We're like, ah, okay. Even though it's devastating... The, the time period is kind of devastating right now. It's We're going back to the characters that we know and love from phase one. So we're like, okay, for me, that's like where I'm comfortable. But I think... I,
1: I love saying it like it's a nice hug because I did feel very comforted by like, ah, yeah, Belle and Avar and Elzar and like these characters that I love returning to them, it does feel nice gosh they're going through a lot and it's <laughs> horrible gosh
0: life is hard for them right yeah now.
1: but it's good to see all of you
0: yeah but i agree i think phase one had the biggest impact especially with how light of the jedi started with the 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 bit about what happened with the legacy run just like right off the bat this tragedy happens and you're like oh my god yeah, so, I mean,
1: and they, they knew, like, they had to come out of the gate swinging mm-hmm. uh, that the first book in this big pub- publishing initiative had to be huge. And I feel like they nailed it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I I think I'm always going to remember reading those first phase one books and just being like, yes, yes, this is exactly what I wanted.
0: I'm enjoying Eye of Darkness, though, so far. It's It's, like I said, it's a nice, warm bowl of sad soup.
1: (laughs) I I agree. Uh, Really, really loved Eye of Darkness as much as the Phase 1 books. Like, I enjoyed Phase 2 as well, uh, especially the novels. Um, But there was just something about going back to the Phase 1 period that felt weirdly good.
0: I'm just excited to be reading Bell again, especially after getting a little bit of him in Young Jedi Adventures and Elzar. Speaking of phase three, Cameron's story wants to know what our hopes and fears for the rest of phase three are. I don't really have any
1: fears. I mean, I guess it's just that in general, I hope that when it's all done in 2025, that I will feel like we reached a satisfying ending. But I'm not really afraid of that. I, I feel like all of the writers have earned my trust. They've talked about how they had the major story beats mapped out before they ever put pen to paper. So I think they know exactly the story they want to tell for the the larger galaxy and all of these characters.
0: I'm afraid they're actually going to kill Burry.
1: <laughs> okay, After yeah.
0: all of that stressing out, not knowing. If okay. they kill Burry after all that, I will be pissed. <laughs> that's,
1: that's a good way of looking at it. I was thinking more from a just <laughs> story perspective. But yeah, you're right. I do have a lot of fears in-universe and... All of these characters, I'm afraid for just about all of them. I don't want any of them to die. I know it's going to be devastating if they do.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm just worried about how it all's going to end. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I think they do a good job in each novel of showing you some dark stuff, but the endings have always felt uplifting to me, uh, even... After the Fallen Star. Like, (laughs) all of them have moments of, like, resolve and hope. Mm -hmm. And the authors will tell you as much. I remember when we were interviewing them at Comic-Con, I I made a quip about how much they hurt us. I think I asked George Mann, like, on a scale of uh, the of Loden Great storm to the Battle of Dalna uh, <laughs> how much are you planning to hurt us and that like they took it in stride but then they were also like you know we show you the low point so that the highs feel that much higher mm-hmm. so yeah I-, I think it's a valid fear but again I trust them they know what Star Wars is about and the Eye of Darkness has a very solid ending that made me feel hopeful and uplifted
0: yeah and I guess this this is, doesn't really pertain as much to phase three, but it kind of does. I hope that there are some connections to the Acolyte in phase three somehow.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like, we don't know where in the timeline the Acolyte takes place. We don't do know of some characters that are going to be in there, but I'm sure they all know what's gonna happen in the Acolyte so that they can probably seed some things. Mm-hmm. I bet we're also gonna see some more connections to like the young Jedi adventures. I, I think we'll probably get mentions of those characters or something. Bell could think about Kybright Star or Nubs or
0: No. Dante asks where we think Rey will build her Jedi Temple. Nowhere near any sand. <laughs> no sand planets.
1: It's funny, cause I I don't want it to be on Tatooine. But part of me wonders if it'll be on Tatooine. It's if they...
0: a, such a desolate place. Why?
1: <laughs> just because that's where she buried the Skywalker lightsabers. I, I don't want it to be there. I'm just throwing it out as a possibility.
0: That would just be a bigger risk at someone eventually finding them.
1: That, I mean, she probably doesn't want to be far from them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just saying I could kind of see it, like, just built up around the Lars homestead.
0: What if it was on Kashyyyk?
1: Oh, sure.
0: Bunch of Wookies
1: just wants to hang out with Chewie.
0: Yeah, let, Chewy, let him
1: be close to his family, but also
0: Chewie deserves to have lots of great life days with his family on his home planet, and Ray can just be there chilling.
1: Chewie does deserve some time to relax. I hope that like well, first of all, I guess we don't know if there will be a central location. Um, I assume there will be. I kind of hope it's somewhere new. Like, I don't think 15 years after the sequel trilogy, she's going to just move into the former Imperial Palace, which was the former Jedi Temple. Like, that's a lot of space for probably not <laughs> that big of an order. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I don't want her to go back to, like, Octo.
0: Agent Klaas would be fine. Like, that that was supposed to be, like, a very connected to the force Mm -hmm. planet full of a lot of life
1: that would work I I kind of think it'll just be somewhere brand new like if that's somewhere we're going to spend a lot of time let's make it a new place let's flesh out a new planet and make it important
0: exit taking it back
1: take it over taking it back (laughs) I don't (laughs) I can't imagine the terraforming like that just sounds like so much work
0: add a little accent wall some throw pillows (laughs) Bring a little light in. Yeah, cozy.
1: (laughs) Put googly eyes on all the Sith statues. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. The holidays and the coming New Year can be a time of great stress for a lot of people. Despite celebrations surrounding Life Day or any other real-world holidays you observe, this time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. I've struggled with anxiety for years as my thoughts drift off to worries about the future. Something that's helped me work through those thoughts is talking about them. Therapy gives you a judgment-free place to do exactly that, so you can get out of negative thought cycles and find some mental peace. In the past, my therapists have helped me regain perspective on some of the issues I was grappling with and taught me some coping skills to prevent going down a rabbit hole of anxiety. If you've ever considered therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just have to fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com SWE today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot com slash S-W-E
0: Damien Vonderhaar wants to know which Star Wars characters we would invite to Thanksgiving easy Dex- go ahead. Dexter Jetster yeah,
1: he's, he's <laughs> the go to answer for any of these questions uh, I, I knew that one of us was gonna I was gonna give you the chance to say it but I mean he he's a great cook first and foremost so that's I jumped off of that and I, I say Porter Engel because mm. he's also a well known cook for the Jedi yeah so Bring him on down. Let's just get all of the cooks. So what, uh, Strono Tugs from Maz Kanata's castle.
0: Mm-hmm. Cookie.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, the the droid from Jabba's palace, I guess. Yeah. Even though he might go on a killing spree. Uh,
0: another one I thought of, I, I would invite Amperu. Oh, yeah. She, she looks like she makes a mean casserole. And you know what? After a couple glasses of wine, she starts dishing the tea. She starts talking about her, was it bread or cheese? A
1: cheese, I think. From... Her,
0: her dreams of being a cheese monger. <laughs> yeah, a cheesemaker.
1: Uh, Aunt, Aunt Brew's a great answer. Yeah. I, she
0: could tell tell us about all the guns that they have hidden in there, all the blasters that oh, they yeah, have I, hidden in the walls of the homestead. A
1: couple glasses of wine, <laughs> and yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, punch a hole right here. There's a blaster there.
0: She's like, I can teach you how to take a man down. <laughs>
1: It, I mean, just all of the Skywalkers uh, and to have them... Oh, the drama. Yeah, exactly. Like, just to see the arguments that they get into and we can just sit and watch. Any Anything else like that? Just a a family full of people that can have an argument and we can watch. But I, I, I focused more on cooks. I want the good food.
0: Boba, Jango, and a bunch of clones. A bunch of clones, yeah. <laughs> oh the bad batch and omega would be fun oh
1: that's a great answer because they they would have some drama and some fights like especially if crosshair came and they're like oh you've got a lot of nerve
0: (laughs) wrecker could help you get all the christmas stuff down from the attic perfect
1: who do you think is the best cook out of the bad batch
0: uh well i mean tech would be the best at following a recipe
1: he'd be a great baker probably
0: yeah for Uh, some reason
1: i think hunter He just seems to have, like, the survival skills down. I think he'd be a good cook.
0: Yeah, he knows how to get a perfect, like, pink middle on a medium rare steak. On to YouTube questions, Digipin92 asks if The Mandalorian Season 4 will address Ahsoka's disappearance.
1: I doubt it. I don't really think they need to. She's only popped up in one episode of The Mandalorian slash The Book of Boba Fett. So I guess we could say two episodes of the Mando-verse there. But... I don't think they are going to have to address it.
0: What do you mean by address it?
1: Just like if Din is going to be on the lookout for Ahsoka, be like, hey, let's find her. Oh, she's missing? What happened? And then summarize what happened in Ahsoka. Mm. Like, I don't really think they'll have to take the time to do that.
0: I think they will just because I feel like the stories are going to connect at some point, probably towards the end of season four.
1: I guess an easy way for them to do it is because it suggests at the end of season three that Carson Teva and Din will be working closely alongside one another. So that would be a pretty easy way to quickly say like, oh yeah, your Jedi friend went missing. I was there when it happened.
0: Yeah. I mean, Ezra could be in it. Ezra and Hera. That's true. And they could be like, So some stuff happened and it's pretty crazy. Anyways, Thrawn's back. Bye.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I guess there would be a way to quickly summarize the events of Ahsoka just for the sake of people who didn't watch it. But I also don't really think Ahsoka is going to be required viewing for season four of The Mandalorian. For like the New Republic movie they're building to, yeah, maybe. But we've already been hearing whispers about Thrawn and The Mandalorian. So if it's just like, hey... He has returned. I think that's enough. Yeah. That they won't necessarily have to be like, and here's how he returned and where he was.
0: Yeah, I think it'll more more so be about Thrawn than Ahsoka. But if Thrawn comes up, I don't know if Din ever talked to Ahsoka about Thrawn. But if they did ever talk about that, Din might be like, "Hey, where's Ahsoka? She knows about Thrawn."
1: Yeah. If it happened, it happened off screen.
0: Ignacio Rodriguez wants to know what we thought of the Minecraft Star Wars collab.
1: So I did play it this past <laughs> week, and Molly watched me play most of it. Uh, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> that That is like the oldest I've felt as a gamer in a long time. I haven't played Minecraft in at least a decade.
0: Uh,
1: but, you know, new Star Wars story, we try to experience all of them. And so we, we gave it a shot. I found it to be very frustrating as far as the controls go. Like, you know, I I play Minecraft, or I used to, for the crafting and Mm -hmm. the creativity. I've never played like one of the story things in Minecraft. And to me, having to do platforming and combat in Minecraft on that scale was more frustrating than anything.
0: Yeah. I enjoyed watching it, but I didn't have... I, I might still try to play it but it looked pretty hard, so I'd probably be garbage at it, and yeah, it didn't, the platforming seemed really hard, and I'm already kind of bad at that in the really good platforming games.
1: I would have liked to see more crafting, like if you had to gather supplies to make your lightsaber and build things to traverse instead of platform, Mm. like that's just more what I would have liked to see out of a Minecraft game, but... Uh, the story itself was fine. I did enjoy, like, the last mission with Yoda, exploring a new planet, as far as I could tell, and going into these Sith temples and solving puzzles. As frustrating as those puzzles were, they weren't difficult puzzles, it was just that the controls wouldn't let me do what I wanted to do. But I did think it was interesting exploring the temples and kind of learning more about the Sith. I don't think any of that's going to play into future content but it was enjoyable on that level
0: mm-hmm. i love any chance we get to see keller and beck
1: that was cool oh yeah i, I really was surprised and excited to see the kyber arch in the jedi temple that's mm-hmm. something that we've heard about a couple times but uh i think it's only been pictured once and now it's in this video game so that was cool
0: hinbird tv asks what kind of character we would like kihi kwan to play in star wars
1: so, yeah, he recently said he would love to be in Star Wars, which, you know, a ton of actors say that. But uh, Kihi Kwan has just had such a reemergence lately and so much well deserved love. We haven't seen Loki season two yet, but I've heard he's great in it. Uh, love him in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And of course, I love him in Indiana Jones. But yeah, uh,
0: he's got a pretty solid relationship with Lucasfilm. Yeah. Uh, I think they would trust him to do just about anything
1: for some reason like i feel conflicted about this answer i'm about to give because i love his energy and i think that would be fun in a droid but i would want him to be on screen as well so i don't know how to do both of those but i feel like his very excitable energy Mm -hmm. would be a really fun droid voice
0: i i I do want to see him on screen i i had that thought too of like maybe a droid but I think he deserves more than that and like I think it would be fun for him to play a character kind of like Pelly that work, has to work with Din with something and yeah he's like maybe an- <clears throat> slightly annoying to Din but in a funny way I don't know like it, I think the two of them having to go on a mission or something together would be really fun.
1: Like. If he were a Mandalorian <laughs> fanboy or something where he's like, wow, I've always heard stories, but I've never actually. Because you hear that a lot with like Kuiil. He's like, I've heard stories about Mandalorians and I know you're good at killing. And to see someone who is just more excited to be on an adventure mm-hmm. would be really fun. I also don't want to pigeonhole him into just like that bubbly excited character. That seems to be how he is in real life. But, you know, everything everywhere showed he has incredible range. So he could also play a very serious character. But I just think it would be a fun energy to have him like (laughs) almost kind of like Din where he's like, does this look Jedi to you? But he's like, wow, is that Jedi? Is that Mandalorian? Like, I've never been to this planet.
0: Yeah, it would also be cool if he was a character that maybe wasn't human and was really old and like knew Yoda and he could talk to baby Yoda about Yoda.
1: You're just trying to get more baby Yoda. <laughs>
0: <out> of... <laughs> I just want to see him holding Grogu. <laughs> wow, are you a baby Yoda? Yeah.
1: And we're going to finish up with a Star Wars conversation card like we've been doing. I did look for a relevant kind of life day Thanksgiving-ish question here. Uh, this is, Dex's diner is famous for 6-6 six, six layer cake. What Star Wars food do you want to try?
0: Ooh star wars food that i want to try um i
1: really like the look of the the roast nuna every time it pops up it's basically like a turkey yeah the way that they display it but
0: yeah uh the blue noodles from andor looked kind of (laughs) good
1: sure (laughs) they're
0: probably probably just taste like regular noodles but they're blue
1: all those all the blue foods blue milk blue noodles blue cereal yeah uh there's blue liquor
0: we kind oh, here's... of tried mantel mix. Yeah. It's basically just like popcorn, like candy-coated popcorn almost. I was going
1: to talk about things we have tried and at the cantina in Galaxy's Edge, I can't remember what it came to, came with, but it was like this whipped honey mustard and I was obsessed with it. <laughs> it was it really good. Tasted so good.
0: It came with like a basically a pretzel, but obviously it had a Star Wars name.
1: Yeah. It was like pretzel bites and you would dip it. And, but like that whipped honey mustard, I want to have more of that.
0: Alex had one drink and was like, how do I make this honey mustard?
1: I was like bugging the server. <laughs> I was like, what is in this and how do you do it? <laughs> and she was like, I don't know. I'm from Batu. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no,
0: they told us.
1: <laughs> they they like tried to tell us, but through, you know, Star Wars in character ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else that... Comes up, you know what? I've I've always been curious. What's in Luke's like little ration packet on Dagobah? Oh
0: when yeah. When Yoda
1: like eats, I Mark Hamill has talked about it, it was like Tic Tacs and granola bars and stuff. It's but... like
0: one of those hard as a rock, Nature's Valley uh, yeah. granola bars.
1: But I've always been curious.
0: Oh yeah, root leaf stew. Probably <laughs> awful, but you know Yoda's so old at this point, he just eats to for sustenance and not for taste
1: here's something i don't want to eat anything an ewok gives to me i will not trust it
0: (laughs) yeah we don't know what's in there
1: i'll pass i mean i have a pretty strong idea and i'm gonna pass
0: well we we also just saw a bunch of food related stuff in young jedi adventures yeah they had a big life day feast they've got
1: they did the harvest feast on dunkudu day
0: is that what it was called
1: dunkudu day on the planet omaka
0: Dunkudu uh-huh. was like was that like a root vegetable or something? I can't remember. It what. was
1: gom gourds.
0: Gom that they gourds.
1: Were, yeah, it was like a pumpkin, I guess, a gourd.
0: Yeah. I'd i try that. Yeah.
1: Anything animated always looks good. Whatever Nubs is eating, give mm-hmm. me some of that.
0: The sushi from Pabu? Oh yeah. From Bad Batch.
1: We did kind of try to make the um the squid stuff <laughs> that stew from the mandalorian the chowder oh yeah out the, of the chowder the, hose. The chowder it was
0: yeah. not great
1: well i mean we <laughs> we did a bad job cooking it because we were pretending to be Gourmanda, but <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel.
0: Follow us on X, Instagram, TikTok, Blue Sky, and Threads.
1: And as always, thanks for watching. May the force be with you and happy life day.